0: Blog Talk Radio coming back again to get a church without a spot or a wrinkle. He's coming, my friends. This is End Time Internet Ministry coming to you from Warren, Ohio, G Bazaar, going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia on Block Talk Radio. And this is the hour that we need to listen to, and that is watchmen on the wall, watching, looking, hoping for the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I know the world is all caught up in its own business. The world is not paying attention. Some church folks ain't paying attention. <clears throat> Preachers are not paying attention. <clears throat> church members not paying attention. People who are caught up in the world saying, well, we know the world is in bad shape. What's going to happen? The Bible's already told us exactly what's going to happen. Cross to I, cross to T, dot the I, put the semicolon under there, and the question mark above your head. It is coming to pass exactly what the Word of God said. It will come to pass, and that is the return, the ultimate return, the zenith of the return of the Lord Say that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, in the flesh, is coming back visibly to the world. The world will see him. The world will witness him. The world will be in awe about him because they never thought it would happen. It's been a long time. been a long time coming, 2,000 years. Jesus Christ left this earth and said, I'm going away. and If I go away, I will come again and receive you to myself. It's been two millenniums, it's been decades, it's been scores, it's been centuries. And the last time I seen Jesus, amen, he was in what? He was on the top of the Mount of Olives, getting ready to leave. In the spirit of my mind, he left, and he's been gone for 2,000 years. And he's soon to return back to what? To judge the world, to get his church to restore the Jew, to save those that need to be saved, save those that want to be saved. He's coming back, and he's not coming back to play. He's coming back to judge each and every individual for the works that they have done here on earth. This is Elder Bazaar. So glad to be with you. Again, a little slow starting this evening, a little slow starting off, a little uh, Internet difficulty, but we're still going to get the word around. We're going to get the word to you. Trying to press on to the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Pressing on, pressing on, laying aside every weight and every sin that shall easily beset us. Looking unto Jesus, who is the art and finish our faith. We're in that time now where the world is tumbling, the world is confused, the world is uproar. There's so much going on that the newsman can't cover it all. And it's going to get worse, my friends. But i got some good news i got some awful good news. Good news for the saints of God. Good news for the sinner if he will repent. If the, sin, if the sinner man don't repent, if he don't turn from his wicked ways, there's going to be a day of doom, a day of judgment, a day of fire, a day of remorse, a day of recompense, a day of retribution. Repr- rep- rep- there's going to be a day when men will crawl out to the mountains and say, Mountain Paul, on this, I just under on the one, the us on the throne. It's going to be a day that many people will never, never, never forget. If you miss heaven, if you miss heaven, if you miss heaven, there's only one place you can go. One place you can go. If you miss heaven, hell will be your bone. Hell will be the place. It would be a place of torment, a place of fire, a place of remorse, a place of regret. And you say, well, what, what what am I doing in hell? How did I get here? Why am I here? If you go to hell, you're going to hell because of your sins, because you never, never, never repented of your sins. So in hell, you got to pay the debt of being separated from God, separated from God forever because you was not reconciled while you was here on earth through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ can only, only, only way, Listen, the only way God could save mankind. The only way God could save mankind. God himself had to become flesh. Born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He had to be born a human being, born a human being. He had to have a blood system. He had to become like man. He had to be both God and man. That's the only way God can redeem man from sin, death, hell, and the grave. Men today don't believe that. They don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in the 66 books. They don't believe in the prophets. They don't believe in the seers. They don't believe in the ones that wrote the Holy Bible by the Holy Ghost. As the Holy Ghost moved up on them and gave them inspiration by the mouth of God, they don't believe that no more. They'll turn the Bible out. They're trying to change it. They're trying to burn it. They're trying to hang it. They're trying to eliminate it. But you can't get rid of the Word of God. Jesus Christ said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, my word, my word will abide forever. It will never cease to be. It will always be. It will be what throughout eternity. And the only thing that can redeem you from the sin of degradation is the sacrifice death. The sacrifice death of who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died for our sins. God made a plan by his own self. Nobody didn't suggest him to that. He knew before the foundation of the world, if he would create man and give him an opportunity to choose what he won't serve, he knew he was going to mess up. But by him, men mess up. God already had a plan before the foundations of the world that he would have to die for a human race. He would have to give the human race an opportunity to make a choice, and that choice can be for the better or that choice can be for the worse. If you choose to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior by him dying on Calvary's cross, standing in the grave for three days and three nights and getting up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hands, and you accept him, you accept him, you admire him, you adore him, you will love him, you will what? Sacrifice everything you've got to know that your sins have been pardoned and washed in the blood of the Lamb. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. It's a pleasure to be with you, like I said before, at this time before, we get, into the, before we get into the meat of the word. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But Brother brother Tim here, amen, my backup man, amen, he's on, he's on the air. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I need his help. Amen. Amen. This afternoon, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. They don't like to talk about Jesus Christ no more. Amen. They don't, they don't want to praise him no more. They don't want to shout over him no more. They don't want to love him right. But I'm going to tell you something. I love him more than ever. And thank God Brother Tim is in. Before we go into prayer, amen. I'm going to have prayer. Then I want Brother Tim to come on in here, amen, and walk with me a little bit, talk with me a little bit, tell me tell me something about the Lord God and what he's, what he's doing, what he's getting ready to do and what times are the times that we're living in. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for the ones that are going to listen in this afternoon, Lord, realizing that you're good. You're better to us than we ourselves. We ask you to let your Holy Spirit rule our lips, rule our mind, rule our heart, rule everything we have that we can spread the gospel because this may be the last time. I don't know, but while I'm here, I'm going to spread the gospel. For those that want to listen, those that reject, Amen. Those that uh, don't have no interest in it, but they become interested in it. We ask you right now in the name, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we grant all the power to you, and we want you to use it through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Brother Tim, come on, talk to me a little bit. Amen. amen. Tell Tell me something about this word of God, about this Christ that we've been talking about for the last six or seven years. I know I've been talking about it for a long time. Brother Tim been proclaiming it for a long time. Amen. Come on in here. Tell me sir. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Good to be here, brother. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to be able to speak to the children of God, to the saints. Amen. It's a blessing Amen. to be alive. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We have to
1: say that it's a blessing to be alive in the land of the living. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'll tell you right now, brother, amen, we were talking this morning about, uh, you know, preparation for the return of Christ and how we are to be getting ready, amen, for judgment and how we're supposed to be getting ready for to receive our rewards as the children of God. Um, Come and, you on. Know, it came from Revelation, if you don't mind, I'm going to pull up a scripture here. Go ahead, go ahead, Amen. Brother. Amen. Thank God up a scripture here real quick from the message revelation the third chapter let's see if i can All go right. there real quick amen amen okay i'm gonna bounce back and forth but right now i'm gonna start in revelation the third chapter i'm gonna go down to verse i believe it's 18. yes it is it's gonna be it's gonna be Revelation, the third chapter, verse eighteen. If you know about Revelation, the third chapter, the context from uh, verses fourteen through twenty-two, that is the Laodicean church. Amen. Yes, it and it is the last church. It's the last church, and we're talking about Christ returning quickly. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. And so let me read mm-hmm. it. Verse 18 of Revelation, the third chapter, it says, I counsel thee. This is Christ talking to the church.
0: All right.
1: He's sending a warning to the Laodiceans, amen, because the Laodiceans have put their trust And man, they put themselves in worldly possessions, which people often do. And this was the warning that Christ had gave his young ruler when he came to Christ and asked him. He said, "What must I do to receive the kingdom?" He said, "Lay down my riches and follow me," because God warns us about, you know, um, about the desire to be rich. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy or rich, but. Put God first. God has to be implemented in any plan that we may have. Amen. But the people of Laodicea, they was a wealthy city. It was a merchant city. And they made money. And they had lost the they lost their first love. Which was yeah, why? Amen. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy might and thy soul. That's the first commandment. That's the first, first love. to love God. Amen. But when you begin to love, when you begin to idolize the world and, and love the things of this world, you begin to get lost. Amen. All right. You begin to lose your way, and you get so uh-huh. wrapped up in the world. People get so wrapped up into worldly possessions, the money in the bank. I told you before years ago when I worked at the bank how people would uh they were called in almost every day want to know about their money. I'm like, man, that money ain't that money ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they want to know how much. They want to know how much money. Don't get me wrong. I understand to whom much is given, much is required. You should be responsible and keep up with your money and things like that. But some people obsess over certain things. They obsess over possessions and wealth. Sometimes people yeah. obsess over their accomplishments. They begin to brag and boast about them being millionaires and having money and this and that. Hey man, I spoke to a man. Uh Last night, amen, they claimed he was a millionaire, amen? And you just All listen right. to people sometimes, and, and, you know, I get it. I understand. People work hard, and they, they make these accomplishments and things like that, and sometimes they kind of feel the need to brag on themselves. I get it. Hey, amen. Amen. But like I told him, I said, you know, it's about God. I told him I'm not going to worry about nothing. It's about God. Because I got to put God first. At the end of the day, I got to put God first in my life. Amen. 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 I say amen. Amen. And so you have to put God first in your life. There's nothing wrong with having worldly possessions. Now, let me stress. You. Let me get a little bit more to the scripture. Go, ahead, so you know go, more go ahead. Where I'm going. Christ said to the lay of the century, he said, I counsel thee. Amen. What is he All doing? Right. I counsel thee. In other words, I come to you with spiritual wisdom and knowledge, spiritual counseling, which is the word of God, which is what we're doing now. This is spiritual counseling, what me and the watchman on the wall is doing. We're we're giving you the word. We're teaching you the word. Amen. We're teaching you right from wrong. Amen. And this is what we're doing. We're counseling you. Amen. 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 And so you, you think about this. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. My family is something else. Amen. Hold I got a little distracted. <laughs> My family is something. Amen. So um, what he is saying is that I give you wisdom from on high is what he's saying. Wisdom old from on high is what he saying. when he said I counsel thee. Now watch what he said. To buy of me. Now how can we buy from Christ? Well, what he is saying is. He said, go, try it in the fire. In other words, only what you do for Christ will last.
0: Come on. Come what, on. We're,
1: what we're doing, me and Elder Bazaar, but Washington, when we teach
0: the word, yeah, yeah when on. we
1: share the word, when we show come love, on. when we read our Bible, when we study our Bible, when we spend time with our family in love, and, and we do everything in God. We walk in the spirit. We do things by Come the Spirit. On. We listen to our gospel music. Christ is saying that you're buying gold. <laughs> Not gold out there in, in, in the rocks and the hills of the earth and deep in the earth. Not that type of gold. This is spiritual gold.
0: Something Come that on. can
1: be tried in the fire. Something that won't never perish. Something that will last for
0: all eternity eternity
1: oh come on y'all y'all hear come me on. it will last for all eternity boy i love my brother i I love being on the air with this amen I, I didn't even go to sleep today i said you know what i'm just gonna trust god i said i didn't get into about 4:30 a.m i tried to study before i went to church i was just too tired i said god i said give me a word i'm gonna let the heart i'm just gonna put in the hands of the holy spirit and brother i, amen. You know, I, I didn't know what i was gonna talk about but you know the man you trust the spirit, the spirit will never lead you wrong. The spirit will give you a word.
0: And uh, yes, sir. Uh, he
1: gave me a word today, amen. So I came home, I said, you know, I'm just gonna stay up. I told my brother I was gonna get on the earth, Amen. I was running a little late because I was dealing with my brother. I said, Man, let me let me get home. I'm supposed to be on the earth. Yes,
0: Amen. And it's a amen. blessing. But I can
1: feel your spirit. I can feel it. I can feel you from a far away, brother. And it's a blessing to be here. I just have to say that. Thank amen. You, thank amen. You. Amen. So I want to be here with my brother. Amen. So let me get back to the word now. What does it say? It says, "I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich." In other words, Christ wants us to be rich, not just temporarily. See, when you when you buy all this stuff, I don't know if y'all remember, but some weeks ago I talked about vanity. All is vanity. That's what Solomon yeah. said. Solomon said all that I begot, Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. Not just in money and friends, he was rich in the land. Everybody knew him. He had many wives, many comforts. He was rich in any way that you can imagine that a man come could on. be well. Come on. Amen. Yeah. And yes. and what the what Christ is saying is that only what you do for God will last. And come on. Solomon was saying, you know what? all my life, all the things that I had, I wish that I would have kept God first. <laughs> Come on. I wish I had kept God and never left me. He said, Come on. but he realized at the end of his life he came back to God. He realized that that he, he looked back at his life, he made a big mistake when he began to be to stray away from God. And what Christ is saying here is is that he's telling us to put him first because when you work for God, you're going to receive so many blessed God, Christ said that in my father's house are many mansions. Yeah. You're going to yes. be rich beyond measure. You're going to be rich further than what your mind can even imagine and conceive. You're going to have so much wealth and riches when we pass into through the next life.
0: You're not yeah. be concerned
1: about your, your expensive car, your nice big home, or your house and all the money in the bank. When you leave this world, all of those possessions are what? They're left behind. No. We can't yeah. take none of this stuff with us. So Christ no. is saying that I counsel thee to buy of me. In other words, come yeah. to Christ and give your life to God. Because what I'm going to do by the Spirit I'm going to teach you how to buy of me gold tried in the fire. In other words, when you live for yes. God, you're going to receive riches. That thou mayest be rich, rich in the spirit, not rich on earth. You can have Come a on. little bit on earth, but it's going to amount nothing to what you're going to receive
0: in Come. the next life.
1: Now watch what he says. He says, and white raiment. Oh, man.
0: Your yes. rain is
1: going to be so beautiful. It's going to be
0: so yes, bright. It is.
1: That if it, the human eye can't even look at the... And you know that the human eye can't look at angels because the angels have the glory of God on them. They're in heaven. Yes. They're before the righteous, most holy God. And they have the glory of God on them. That's why it's hard to look at because they, they shine so bright like God. But nobody can shine brighter than God himself. Yes. God shines yes. so bright that the angels, they have wings that cover their eyes when God shines his his glory in such a bright, shining manner that they can't, the the wings of the angels, why they have all the wings on the back, it covers their eyes. They can't look upon God. Nobody can look upon his face unless God allow you to. Amen. Now watch what it says. It says, in white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Amen. Come on. It's talking about your soul. See, the soul is stained with sin. Hey, hey. so much sin. I got a lot of sin. Everybody on this earth that was ever born into this life has sin. We have sin. Come on. on, Come on. Come on. That's why I was telling the church this morning, you can't work your way into heaven. It's not even no. possible. For you to work your way to heaven, you're not going to stand before God with your chest out, flat-footed and bold-faced and act like you're doing something.
0: Come <laughs> you on, can't you do it. You can't no. do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Your works don't mean anything to God when it comes to your salvation. It don't. Your works are for you. You're going to be rewarded on the good deeds that you do. Christ has already died on the cross for our sins. Yes, already he already saved you from your sin. That's what the blood is, is because of the blood. Woo. Yes. You better hear me. Our dirty raiment has been washed in his blood.
0: Blood. And has
1: now come out whiter than snow.
0: Yes. Your
1: raiment is going to be whiter than snow.
0: And it says, you, anoint
1: thine eyes with our saw that thou mayest see. Man, he'll make you to see through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit yes. reveals so much to the saints, to the children of God. We study and read his word as much as we can. God reveals so much to the ones that he loves. Now, I got to share something else with you. Amen. We go a little, little really? further. I got a little time. i go a little further. I want to share with you Isaiah. The 55th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Amen. Let me have a seat. Right. Amen. Let me have a seat. You know how it is when you get excited about the word.
0: Amen. <laughs>
1: amen. Amen. We kind of, amen, brother. You know how it is. We kind of tend to want to stand up and move around. Amen.
0: Move around. I,
1: got I got you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You better know. I know you do. Amen. Isaiah. The 55th chapter, verses 1, 2, and 3. Now watch this.
0: Watch what it says.
1: Verse 1 of Isaiah 55, 55th chapter. It says, hold, everyone that thirsty, in other words, everyone that's looking and seeking the truth, there are people out there that's thirsty. They're hurting, they're in pain, they're going through this life They want to know the answers, they want to know what's going on in the world They say, I mean, I want something better There's got to be something better than drinking, smoking, and and partying And sleeping with women and sleeping with men There's got to be something better It says, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters See, this is why it's important that we reach the word and we teach the gospel because there are people that are thirsty for God's word. There's plenty of work. Yes, it is. Yes. The laborers. There's plenty of work, brother. But the laborers are
0: few. Now, watch yes. what it
1: says. Amen. Watch what it says. All right. It said, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come.
0: Yes.
1: Buy wine and milk without money and without price. What are they talking about? In other words, salvation cannot be purchased with anything on earth, not with your works, not with your money, not with your degrees, not with your staff. Ain't nothing you could do as far as works can obtain anything from heaven.
0: You have to come
1: freely and humble yourself like a little child and confess with your mouth and believe with yeah. your heart. and you receive salvation now what, what did that cost you nothing salvation nothing. Didn't cost us anything but man it cost christ the sacrifice he said lord if this cup could be past me in other words if that was a way that i could bypass this but it was it was the only way He was the only first begotten of the Holy Spirit, the first to be returned from the dead. He conquered sin and death. Yes, he did. And because of his ultimate sacrifice, we can live for all eternity. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen, brother. All glory be to the most God because of his sacrifice. We can live for all eternity. Now watch what it says. All eternity. All eternity, brother. Never ending. Everlasting. Never die. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. Who, who would want a part of that, that contract? Give me that. Come on. It said, amen. It said, and, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Who would want a part of that? Oh, man. Verse 2 of Isaiah 55, it says, verse 2, it says, Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfy not? Hey Hearken, diligently hey. unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Yes there's nothing that you can do as far as labor to receive salvation it says that your labor satisfies not. ain't nothing you can do ain't no matter what you can be rich you can be a trillionaire that don't mean you're going to heaven
0: no it don't no it don't you can be rich in this
1: life with friends and staff that don't mean you're going to heaven
0: mm-hmm. none
1: of that say you can work and be as good as you, you can be a goody to a goody two shoes all you want that don't mean you going to heaven a good example yeah. came in the end you got to humble yourself like a little child and confess yeah. with your mouth and believe in your heart in order to yeah. receive salvation amen amen now watch what he says it says verse 3 says incline your ear lift up your your understanding incline your ear and come unto me Hear. That means to understand and your Thank soul you. shall live.
0: Yeah. You hear
1: that? And your soul oh. shall live. See, it's because the teachings that we teach that provide salvation. Not coming to church, not singing in the choir, not being on time to church, not coming to Sunday, not attending all the services, not attending to the, the, the pastor and the first lady hand and foot. No. The understanding of God's word. He says, and I will make an everlasting covenant. This yeah. Is, this is what God wants to do, an everlasting covenant. This is God want to make a. Can you imagine that? Here I am, a low-down, dirty, good-for-nothing sinner. Ooh, I'm talking about my myself. Low Break,
0: down, it down. Good Break it for down, baby. Good-for-nothing, dirty sinner. And he came <laughs> to me.
1: Amen. Almost 23 years ago, brother.
0: Come on, come on
1: I want to make an everlasting covenant. You think God yeah. talked to us in the spirit all the time? Even when I was in the world, God talked to me many times. I yes, he did. Yes, he did. And the Holy Spirit would be in my ear saying, Tim, you know you ain't got no business. I remember this just like it was yesterday, but I'll never forget. I was in the club on the dance floor with this young lady, and I could just hear the, the Holy Spirit saying, brother, what are you doing? Come you ain't on, got no up. business in here. You ain't got no business in here.
0: Come on, preacher. You know
1: on. you know how you was raised. God was trying Come to on. make an everlasting covenant with me that night. But I told yeah. him I wasn't ready yet. I told him I wasn't ready, brother. Did you hear me? I told him I wasn't ready. So I hear what you I'm hear. having too much fun. I'm, huh? I'm, I'm too rich. I'm too rich in the world. I'm popular. Yeah. I got a good job. I got a nice yes. car, nice clothes. Yes, yes. I got jewelry. The women like me. Them. Amen. Brother, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was in good nothing. physical shape. I was an athlete, athlete. You couldn't tell me now I was rich in the world. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> I was rich in the world. Tell but them. Revelation, the third chapter, verse 17 said that we think we're rich, but the Bible says that we are wretched, we are miserable, we are poor, we are blind, and most of all, we are naked. In other words, you don't have on, to cover your out. soul. Naked. If I would have died that night, I would have been naked for all eternity.
0: All eternity. I would
1: have had nothing to cover my soul. Woo-hoo. The blood of Christ from the baby, to cover Woo. my soul. I would cover have your died. Soul. In my sin, yeah, it's just that simple. Just from rejecting God, we think we know everything. Just by uh-huh, rejecting uh-huh. God. and that's all right. But He came to me several times after He kept coming to me. But one day, almost twenty three years ago, I said, "Lord, I'm tired of running. I'm oh, tired God. trying to try. I'm tired. I'm I'm young, <laughs> but I'm tired. This ain't come going on, in man. This world. this world is full of hate." The world really don't love me. These women don't love me. These men uh-huh. around me don't love me. The world is deceitful. The world is evil. The world wants to kill me. The devil definitely wants to kill you and murder you, especially when he, when he starts seeing you looking towards God. When he sees that you're thirsty, Satan says, you know what? I, gotta, I better do something about this one. But thank God for his grace and his mercy. his grace. It's great. That he gave me time. Amen. Thank you. It was great. Amen. He allowed me one more time, another chance. One more time. And I said, you know what? I hear you, God. See, even a sinner can hear. Because the Holy Spirit talks to all of us. He can hear you. Amen. Because God is steady tapping you on your shoulder. Yes. That my soul may live. That's what he says. Yeah. So I want, Tim, I want to make an everlasting covenant with you. Come Even on. the sure mercies of David. Man, that's deep. I said, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I thank God every single day of my life for me being saved. It wasn't nothing that I did. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. All I did was strength. That's all you got to do. All you have to do to be saved is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The plan of salvation, which is Romans 10, 9 and 10. Just simply confess with your heart.
0: Yeah. I didn't have to
1: go, I, I didn't have to go uh be perfect and, and have a, a a near most perfect day. I didn't have to have a 90% or a 95% day where I was good to everybody. No. Because when I first no. got saved, I was saved. I just didn't understand how salvation worked. Brother, I was so stressed trying to be good to everybody, trying to treat everybody. Like I was so stressed the first six months of my salvation. I said, man, is this how salvation is? Man, I don't uh-huh. know how to make it. Just, I was trying to be right and good when people be ugly and nasty and mean to you. You try not to to, to revert to your old ways and go back to the old man. i like, man, but God showed me. The Holy Spirit said, no, Tim, salvation is easy. You're already saved. <laughs> just Come on, walk
0: in the spirit
1: and show love. That's all you gotta do. Love. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta prove nothing to nobody. Just be love. Appreciate- and when when they talk about you, just pray for them. I said, man, that is so easy. Amen. Because well, when man, you, if you don't know no better. You try to appease everybody, man. You'll stress yourself out like that, trying to trying to make man. everybody. You
0: can't do it.
1: Yeah. You can't do it. It's impossible. Now, I got to share one on. more story with you before I go, go ahead, and before before I turn back over to the brother. I got a little bit of time, bro. I don't mean to step on your time, but I just want to share, yes, go I go share this. Go ahead. Preach the word. Preach the word. Brothers said, preach the word. Preach the word. I got to share this. Amen. Go with me to Matthew, the 13th chapter, verse 44 all right through 46 amen 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 okay i think i um think i kind of oh i see it okay i see what i did okay okay i'm gonna come back to it. i missed it but we're gonna go ahead okay. and read matthew the 13th chapter verses 44 And through forty six. This is what it says. Verse forty four says, Again, this is Christ talking. When you see it in red, that's Christ talking. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in the field. And that's how heaven is. It's hid in the field. But if you desire, if you're looking, there's an old saying, seek and you shall find. If you look, you're gonna find him. You're gonna find God if you look for him. It says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field. The which when a man hath found, he hid it and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he has and buy yeah. it. <laughs> Cause you wanna know Come on. what Christ is saying is that I have found something better than wine and getting drunk. I have found oh. something better than smoking weed and smoking drugs. I have found something better than money on earth and wealth and riches on earth. I have found something better than all my luxurious cars. I have found something better than all my expensive jewelry. I have found something better than sleeping with a bunch of women and sleeping with a bunch of men. Whatever your thing is, you're a man or woman or whatever your thing is. Mother, Come now found the true treasure, not the treasures of this world that the devil tricks you to. But he said that that man found treasure in a field. And when he found that true treasure, he sold all that he had to buy it. In other words, he sold out for God.
0: Yes, sir. Lord,
1: have mercy. Yes, he did. He said, you know what? The the real treasure is living for God.
0: Reading your word.
1: Studying your word, baby. Showing love to your brothers and sisters. Listening to your gospel music. Giving all of him the praises and glory. Giving him praise and worship. uh, uh, Expressing gratitude. Praying without ceasing. Because you want to know why? You're going to receive rewards that were never, ever, perish. It will never die. No moth can come in. No rust. No thieves can come break in and steal. You will have treasures and a mansion and mansions for all eternity. Wealth beyond your imagination. Watch what verse 45 says. It says again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man. Seeketh many pearls. Who when yeah. he had found one pearl of great price, when he sold all that he had and bumped it. Woo, man, I hope y'all getting this word today. That Come is, on brother, now. That Come thick. on. That is thick. In other words, when I found God, I let go chasing women and sleeping with women. When I found God, I let go of going to the clubs and the strip clubs yeah, and chasing yeah. women and, and spending money here and there. When I found God, I no longer desired to, to chase out the, the wealth of the world. When I found God, it was no longer about my status of who I was in my last night. Yeah. Because when I found that one great pearl <laughs> I come sold on. all that I had, <laughs> just to buy. Come you. on! I sold out for God is what it's saying. Now, now watch this. They got one more for you. Amen. Then I'm gonna turn it back over to Go my ahead, brother. Bro. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get out of his way no, and turn back to right. him right. for the night. Amen. But I enjoy. I had to come on for my brother. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay up. I'm gonna come on, and uh, I said I can sleep on. tonight and tomorrow, brother. Yeah, I said I can sleep yeah. later on. Or, or kind of like they uh, used uh to say, old school say. You sleep when you're dead. That's what they used to say. (laughs) Sleep when you're dead.
0: Come
1: on. Amen. Luke, the 12th chapter, the book of St. Luke, 12th chapter, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 21.
0: Because
1: I want you to get something. What I'm saying to you is is that people are so blinded by worldly gains.
0: Worldly yeah. riches,
1: and this was the lay of the scene. Church, we're in that church. age. look at your churches, look at look at all your your, your religious and how rich and wealthy they are. The leaders have millions on. of dollars. They got multi-million dollar mansions, expensive two and three hundred thousand dollar cars. The clothes, I'm I guarantee the is full of clothes and jewelry, and they're rich and they're wealthy. Christ said that the Laodicean church became blinded by the wealth and the yeah. so-called worldly riches that they lost the first love. They began Come to on. depend on all that they had and who they were.
0: Come Christ on, Christ
1: said, "No, you, you, you." He said that I'd rather you be hot or cold because. Because you didn't let this worldly game blind you that you was you turned cold, you were no longer yeah. treating the world. Actually, you, the Bible says that it says described as lukewarm, but basically, you were like you were cold like the sinner because you begin to turn your back on those that had less than you had. You begin to snub yeah. your nose and stick your nose in the air and act like you was better than others. That's not come love, Come on, you? come on, the second. And greatest commandment said, love thy neighbor as thou love yeah. thyself. Yeah. The word says, how can you love God who you've not seen but hate your neighbor who you see every day? You got people in the church like that that's lukewarm. Yeah, they can't you do. Stand yeah, you do. Church. They can't stand to be around. Are you too close to me? Screw Or they don't want to hug you. Uh, I remember once time lady told me I don't really like to hug people. But what type of prayer, what type of saint are you? We show love. I hug people. Come on, I love Preacher. You. I don't mind hugging you. Amen. Yeah. I, you know, we say we love people. We're going to shake the brother hand and, and shake the sister hand. We're going to show love. We're going to speak to people. And, and, and if you need something, if I got it, it's yours. That's
0: love.
1: Come on, Preacher. But we got people in church that are so selfish that they don't they don't they don't want to they'll, they'll look at people they'll roll their eyes at people i've seen it in church i've seen these two sisters one time staring at each other in the church like they was about to fight but that's why i sit on the front too. If i don't sit up there in the pulpit the, up there with the pastor i usually sit on with the deacons or so i won't have to see all the nonsense going on in church People on the phone, people on social media, but they, yet they say they love God. This on. is what I'm talking about. Amen. I have, to, I have to go there for a minute. Amen. Uh, Luke 12 chapter, verse 13. Let's read what it says. This is a, this this parable is about a a prosperous farmer, uh, farmer that Christ was talking about. Let's read what it says. Verse 13 says. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, this is Christ talking. He said, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Christ said, what do I have to do with you and your brother and your inheritance? I'm not the judge of that, but watch what he told him. <laughs> And he said unto them, unto both of the brothers, take ye and be aware of covetousness, for man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. That's what I've been talking about for the past 30 minutes. It's not about what all you possess in the abundance, nice cars, fine clothes, jewelry, men, women, Numbers of men and women. Be careful about desiring those things. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. This farmer was rich. He he knew how to form. He knew how to till the ground. Probably knew how to plant the soil. He probably knew what season to do it and knew when to, when to pluck it up. He knew all these things. Yeah. And he read bountifully. Man, he knew what he was doing. And he said, and he bought, I'm sorry, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my
0: food. Come on, come Brother, on.
1: cup Rented over. God had opened up the windows of heaven and poured him out of a blessing that he didn't have room enough to receive. Come on. what he said, and he said, "This will I do: I will pull down my bones and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods." He had so much that he had to tear down the old bones and make bigger bones to put the put the abundance, the overabundance, to make sure that he had room so they wouldn't go to waste.
0: Yeah, Lord
1: have mercy.
0: And then I will
1: say to my soul, soul, thou has much goods laid up come on, come for on. many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Lord have mercy. Ain't that how some of us do? We yes, forget yes. all about That's God. It. We forget all about God. We look at the years of our labor and our wealth that we've gotten ourselves. And we say, man, look at here. Look what all I've done. I'm gonna eat, drink, and be merry. I'm gonna take ease for the rest of my life. I ain't gotta work as hard no more. Man, I ain't gotta concern myself with nobody and nothing. And and he said for many years he had goods laid on. Basically what he was saying to me, I'm gonna eat good for the rest of my life. Look I ain't gonna have here, to work hard look look for for years. Look and years at Look at what look at what I have done, basically what he's wow. saying. Look what I have done. And wow. I told you all the other week over in the book of Deuteronomy, that it talks about that all that we get in this life, wealth comes from God. No one else. Not yourself. It comes from God. God gives it to us to get wealth. Look at yeah. in Deuteronomy. I'm gonna try to give you the scripture. If the believers Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, I had a hard time finding. Looking for for, for the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, verses sixteen through twenty. We get a chance to read that. Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, verses sixteen through twenty. Read that, because what Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, verses um uh, whatever I just said to you, uh sixteen thing it was sixteen through sixteen through twenty is saying is. If you forget God, God will remind you of who it was that gave you that, and you'll lose all that you have. Whether, yeah. it, whether you'll lose it in this life or whether you'll pass on and won't get the enjoy. It. And you'll see, that's what happened to the former. Let me read it to you. Verse 21. It says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, Woo! my lord! Look isn't that something? Look he said, "Thou fool," and he say, "Called him a fool because he forgot about God." Look here. He turned. He is all that he his knowledge, all his 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 ability to work in the field and his He probably had workers, and he probably knew what to tell him and how to bring it in and how to get abundance. He forgot about God. Lord Jesus, thou fool, this night, thy this soul, night, thou soul shall be required of thee. In other words, Ooh. when God says it's done, it's done. And it don't matter if you want to be here for another 20. You, know, you can be the most healthiest man or woman on the planet. You can have all Come the Come you have a big family. You have wives and kids and say, man, Lord, I don't want to leave right now. But God said, if you forget me, forget to put me first. God said, this night, thy soul shall oh. be part of thee. Then, Woo. who shall those things be which thou hast provided? He had mm. provided for family, mm. for his workers. He mm. was prosperous. Mm. But God said, who shall those things be? I come just on. told you that you can, naked you came into this world, and you can best believe, naked shall thou leave. You can take nothing Woo! into the afterlife. Woo! Only what you do for Christ shall last. Oh, the scripture said, what profit a man to gain come the on. world? And look, yeah. he- my God, his own soul. Verse twenty-one says, "So is he that led up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God." It don't matter. You could be Bill Gates. You could be Jeff Bezos. You could be Warren Buffett. You could be uh uh uh. You could be whoever. Uh, uh Michael Dell. You could be all these. Videos. You could be uh, Elon Musk. You could be all given yeah. us, Come but if they Come don't believe on, in God, who? if they ain't giving their soul to God,
0: whose
1: shall those things be that they own—the company, the wealth, the money, their prestige, their name? You're not rich towards God.
0: You—you oh, you, 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 you
1: mean to tell me you didn't, you didn't believe, you didn't confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart? You didn't give your soul to God, number one.
0: Yeah. And then after you
1: gave your soul, what you give your soul to God? Did you walk in the Spirit? Did you live for come God? On, that man. you may, Come on, come uh, on. Uh, get gold. As Christ said over in Revelation, uh, 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 try me gold that buys me of gold. Get gold from Christ. Come that on. That when it's tried in the fire, it'll last for all eternity.
0: Come on or,
1: now. Or... or or, or did you just make money and just wealth and just sit around your rich friends and drink and eat and be merry and think and talk about what you've done and brag and boast about what you got and cuss and swear? I'm telling you, I talked to a guy last night claiming he was a millionaire. Yo, know, cussing and swearing and talking about what all you've done and all you got. <clears throat> well, brother, my father sits on the throne. Amen, and he'll provide. Yes, he the did. That I yes, need. he did. Amen. All tonight. yes, sir. Amen. And amen. I want to know, Amen, if you was to die tonight, Lord, no. Lord have mercy. That's a question to ask. If you was oh, to oh. leave this world
0: tonight, yeah, Thank you. What have
1: you done for Christ? What have you done for Christ?
0: What do you Come have made
1: up in store for eternity? Come on. That's what I want to know. Amen. Brother, I'm back over to you. God bless God, you. Go I ahead. thank you for having me on, brother. Uh, God will I plan on being back uh uh next week with you and I plan on being on next Saturday. This is wonderful. I thank you for having me on, brother. Amen. Bold, that's man. what you I will. want. The church. I need you, brother. Yeah, 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 that's what I want the church. That's that's don't don't be lukewarm and don't be cold. Come on to the side right. and be hot,
0: all so that right. so that
1: you can reap the benefits of a believer. God bless. Amen.
0: You, Amen. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you, Brother Jackson, for your word of encouragement, word of of a uh, sober-minded uh, 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 to sober our minds up and prepare to meet the Lord. And I know to the devil he just. He's trying to laugh, but he knows his time is short. He ain't got too much time to do all the foolish that he's doing. And that Laodicea church that, that you was talking about will lead her right on into to the world church, which is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation, the Great Whore. And uh, she's getting dressed up now. Uh, uh, the Roman Catholic Church is dressing this up, the Pope and the Antichrist and all all the uh, uh, the tactics ta- that's going uh, on today. Uh, God is sweeping across the country, letting letting the people know He's still alive, He's still wounded, and He's doing what He is called to do, and that is to win souls to Christ and awaken the church from the sleepness and awaken those that are out there playing around thinking there ain't gonna be no judgment. I've got news for you. I got it from the Word of God. There is a judgment coming. There's a day coming in which you will have to stand before the judgment seat of Beelzebub. Oh, you're going to have to stand before the great white throne. I'm telling you right now, the world is going mad. And we're living in that last days where men are preparing to try to live here forever. But let me tell you, there's something on the other side, amen, that you ought to know about. There's a heavenly gang and a hell to shun. And most people prefer to go to hell these days. Most people. Most people don't care where they go when they die. Most people are not even concerned what's going to happen when they die. The only thing they're concerned about is to get all the goodies, to get all the pleasure, get all that they can, and try to enjoy life, realizing that one day they're going to die. It's appointed once for men to die, and after death, it's going to be the judgment. Do you realize that the the, the death is going on worldwide today? Do you realize heart disease every year, at least 6,996, 696,962 people die of heart disease. You hear what I said? Of cancer, 602,350 die of cancer a year. COVID, 350,000. This is in the United States, uh, 831. Accidents on the highway, 290. Five thousand two hundred thousand nine hundred fifty-five and strokes one hundred sixty thousand two hundred sixty-four respiratory diseases one hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred fifty-seven ama A- A- all hemorrhage disease one hundred thirty-four thousand two hundred forty-two diabetics one hundred two thousand one hundred eighty-eight influenza fifty-three thousand. 544 people die a year. And I I, I question myself. I question uh, eternity. How many of these people knew Christ? And these are people that died a year. 78 million contact real. 78 million contacted real. 88,000 die of alcohol a year. 100,000 annually die of drug overdose. 45,000 huh? commit suicide a year. 45,000 people commit suicide a year. This is a rough, rough estimate of how many people die a year in the United States. So what we're saying now, look, man is not preparing himself to meet God. Man is not preparing himself to meet God. You're going to have to meet him one day or another. You're going to meet him tomorrow. You might meet him two years from now. You might meet him 40 years from now. But whatever it comes to, the whole conclusion at the end, you're going to have to meet him somewhere. And in the book of Revelation, it tells us that you didn't come into the world with nothing, and when you leave here, you're going to leave with nothing, zero. If I'll be a foolish man to try to say that when I die, I'm going to rent a, I'm a renter, U-Haul and I'm going to put all my belongings in the U-Haul. I'm going to put all my money in the U-Haul. I'm going to put everything that I accumulated of my lifetime and hook it on to the hearse and go to the graveyard and dig a hole big enough of, to put me in and to put my U-Haul in because I believe, I believe that I'm going to go to heaven and I believe I got a right to take everything that I did, all that I accumulated, to take it to heaven with me. Well, I'm a lying wonder. I'm a lying wonder because when you came into the world, guess what? You came in with nothing and when you leave, you going to leave with nothing. The brother says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What will a man give to change for his soul? The Bible said, except you repent, you shall likewise perish. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came down from heaven. God is man, absolute man and absolute God. And God took my place on the cross He eliminated me because I could not die for myself. I could not resurrect myself. I could not take the punishment of the wrath of God upon myself. Why? Because I'm inadequate. I'm a sinful man. I've sinned against the Holy God. But the Bible says if you, 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 you confess with your mouth, you confess with your mouth, and you believe with your heart, if God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's only one way. There's only one way. There's only one way. There's only one way that a man can live with God forever. There's only one man that no, one way that man can go to heaven. There's only one way a man can live with God throughout eternity. There's only one man. There's only one way that man can be reconciled back to God. There's only one way that man can live in this life separated from sin, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that one way is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way, the right way, the unique way, the way that God planned the same man. Because the, the Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God cannot see the kingdom of God, cannot even touch the kingdom of God, cannot affiliate with the kingdom of God, because no sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. you hear what I said? No sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. No way. No way, Jose. No way. I don't care if you Buddha. I don't care if you're Baptist, Presbyterian. I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care what religion or what occult you're in. There's only one way that a man can ever be pleasing to God, and that is to accept Christ Jesus as his Savior, Christ Jesus as his redeemer, Christ Jesus as his as as, as his emancipator, and Christ Jesus as his one and only one that's able to be able to pay for your sins. Don't you know that? Don't you know the wrath of God was upon Jesus Christ? Don't you know God took his own wrath? Don't you know he let the wrath of man and God fall upon the up on the cross when they beat him, they whooped him, they spat on him, they nailed him, they crucified him, they called him anything but the Son of God, they beat him beyond recognition, like never man been beaten before, and they let him hang. They hung him. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. They had no remorse for it. They had no pity upon it. They had no mercy upon it. They said, we want Jesus kill. We want to eliminate him. You know why? Because Satan knew. Satan knew. Satan knew. You don't know. You don't know that. Satan knew that if he could kill Jesus and wipe him out, He would have the victory over everything on this planet. He could take over. He could rule the universe. He could take over. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's got a vendetta against God Almighty because you don't realize what happened in heaven. If you knew what happened in heaven, you'll straighten up your face. You'll straighten up your heart. What happened in heaven is Satan tried to overthrow God. Satan tried to overthrow God Almighty. He wanted to rule man. He wanted to rule the universe. He wanted to rule the cosmos. He wanted to rule everything that God had made and dethrone God Almighty. Eliminate God. And when Christ came down here, he came down here born of a woman wrapped in swatter clothes, born in a barn. He came down here meek and lowly. He came down here humbly. He came down with love and mercy. He come down with goodness and forgiveness. He come down with every good gift that heaven has to share with man, and man is telling God now, I don't want it. That's what the world is saying now. I don't want salvation. I don't need salvation. I can acquire my own salvation. I've been a Baptist, I've been a Presbyterian, I've been a Catholic, I've been, you name it, uh, I, I studied these religions and studied all of them and none of them is no good, no good. The only thing that's good, the only thing that's need. The only thing that's real, the only thing that's gonna last forever, the only thing that ever will be able to save man is the suffering of Jesus Christ, and he shed blood on Calvary cross. Ain't nothing else. Brother Deacon, sister, there ain't nothing else. Your church going ain't gonna do it. Your, 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 your good looks ain't going to do it. Your mama can't do it. Your in-laws can't do it. Your outlaws can't do it. Your, your, your prestige can't do it. It's going to take Jesus Christ and the sacrificial death of him on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died that men could come to him and be saved forever. Be saved forever. In other words, God is what? God is going to build him a kingdom. Ooh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The kingdom of God is going to start here on earth. The kingdom of God is coming very soon. The kingdom of God, God is working on his kingdom. Now, every time a soul is saved into the kingdom, the angels in heaven, shout! They shout! Why? Because God is building his kingdom. Ooh, the devil thinks he can... Can can, can condemn everybody to hell. The devil thinks that, but he can't do it. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ sanctifies your soul forever. It cleanses you. It justifies you. It gives you the power to overcome sin, power, death, hell, and the grave. It gives you a priority to say, I know where I came from. I know where I am, and I know where I'm going. Because heaven, oh, heaven, Oh, heaven is going to be a wonderful place. It's going to be a place of peace, love, joy, forgiveness. It's going to be a peace where no sin, <clears throat> did you hear what I said? No sin of no kind will ever walk the streets of glory. Everything that's not like God, everything that's not like Christ will not be able to walk on the streets of gold, and if your heart has not been changed, you know, some people say, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. No, you're not. You're not going to church. Church can't go to church. Well, who is the church? The church is you. You know what it should be said when somebody says, oh, you going to church? You should be said, oh, you going to the cross. Woo! Listen to what I'm saying. If they could change that and say, where are you going Sunday? I'm going to the cross. Where's the cross? The cross is in the building. When, when, when you come into a real church, baptized, born again, uh, 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 again, believers, amen, they are going to talk about the cross. You hear what I said? They are going to talk about the cross. They are going to talk about the cross. They're going to talk about his suffering. They're going to talk about his death. They're going to talk about his resurrection. They're going to talk about everything that Jesus done. That's when I'm going to the cross. If you haven't been to the cross, because a lot of people are going to church, but they haven't been to the cross, because at the cross is where I first saw the light. At the cross, there's redemptive power. At the cross, there's love. At the cross, there's forgiveness. At the cross, there's regeneration. At the cross, there's redemption. At the cross, there's everything in the cross. It ain't in the building. It ain't behind the pulpit. It's not in the choir stand. Salvation is at the cross. And the world is saying, and Apostle Paul said, preaching of the cross for them that perish, for those that go into hell, preaching of the cross to them is foolishness. You hear what I say? Some people today, a lot of people think preaching the cross is nothing but a bunch of junk. I ain't worried about no man dying for me. I don't need nobody to die for me. I'm living a good life. I don't do this and I don't do that. I do this and I do that. I don't care what you do and what you don't do. You can be just as pure in your own sight as you want to be. Because a cleansing does not come. A cleanser, a real cleansing does not come until you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. In the blood of the Lamb is where you find salvation. The blood of the Lamb is where you find joy. The blood of the Lamb is where you find love. The blood of the Lamb is where you find peace. And the peace is at the cross. So what I'm going to make Sunday, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to the cross where Jesus died and shed his blood for my sin. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it gives us a picture It gives us a picture for those that have rejected the cross, those that have denied the atonement blood of Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation, we will find the conclusion of the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation starts at the fourth chapter of Revelation. You will find it says in there that John looked up and beheld. He was caught up in the spirit. And that means that John was seeing the door open in heaven, and he he entered the door, reminding us that that's the rapture of the church in the fourth chapter of Revelation. So remember that. Remember that. The rapture of the church is in the fourth chapter of Revelation. Revelation gives us a picture of the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church occurs in the fourth chapter, and it fulfills, the rest of the church age will be fulfilled, and the judgment of the church will be fulfilled at the judgment seat of Christ. Because after the rapture of the church, they tell me the church is going to the judgment seat of Christ. There, all born-again believers will be judged for the worst of the worst that they have done here on earth. While on earth, The Antichrist will rise, and he will rule and reign for seven years. He will rule and reign this earth for seven years. This is where in the book of Revelation, where demons demons will be set loose. Ooh, scorpions will be set loose. This is the place where wars and wars will take place. This is the place where famines and pestilence and disease is going to swoop across the planet. Men will be crying out for mercy. Men will be running, 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 trying to get away from the judgment of God. But during the tribulation period, God said, I'm going to remove my body. I'm going to remove my body. I'm going to remove my body, those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. After the rapture of the church, then the Antichrist will arise. He will arise on the peace platform. He will tell the world that he is Jesus Christ. He said he will say to the world that I will bring peace to the earth. He will say that I'm going to make a covenant with the Jewish people. He said I'm going to let the Jewish people rebuild a temple, a temple, a temple, and this temple will be a place in which the true God is supposed to abide in. But the Antichrist said, I am God. He wants to take over the temple and rule from the temple in which the Jews are getting ready to build. Don't you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying the Jews are getting ready to build a temple, and this temple will be for the sacrifices of animals. And the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and say, you have my permission. And the Jews are going to say, yes, this is our Christ. But it won't be the true Christ. It will be the false Christ. And this false Christ is going to give them a strong delusion. This false Christ is going to lie to them. This false Christ is going to sign a peace pact with them. This false Christ is going to be the Antichrist of the world. And he will rule the world for seven years. He will rule the world for seven years. The first three and one half years will be a false peace, will be a crackpot, will be a circus, it will be a circus, in what the devil is planning to do to fool people, deceive people, and cause people's souls to be down. to keep them away from what? Keep them away from the cross. Keep them away from the blood. Keep them away from the resurrection. Keep them away from the second coming of Jesus Christ. Keep them away from the love of God and tell the world that this God that, Who's the heaven and earth? He's no good. That's what is telling people today. You don't have to serve no God. He ain't nobody. But let me tell you, he's more. He's more than somebody. He's a king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's a root and offspring of David. He's a bright and morning star. He's my redeemer. He's my help. He's my bread. He's a lily of the valley. He's a rose of Sharon. He's all that and more. Because this same Jesus that left Mount of Olives, Said, I'm coming back to get a church. I'm coming back to judge the world. I'm coming back to pay recompense. I'm coming back to, to judge the world in righteousness. Righteousness. The book of Revelation, the first three chapters. The first three chapters of Revelation is the church age. The fourth chapter is the rapture of the church. The fifth chapter is the judgment of Christ the believer, the sixth chapter is what the seven, the four horses of apocalypse. The seventh chapter is 144,000 that will preach the gospel after the rapture of the church. They tell me the seventh chapter. They tell me this is going to be a great revival. During the tribulation period, and the tribulation period will be ignited by the preaching of the 144,000. 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe. Times 12 is 144,000. 144,000 Jews, male men that's going to preach the gospel for three and one-half years. What you saying, preacher? I'm saying the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews are on their way back. They're on their way back because they got a mission to do. And that mission is to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to the world through internet, through TV, through every new confounded technology that man can think of. The Jews are gonna literally preach for a hundred. 1,260 days. That's three and one half years. They're going to preach the word of God, 24, 7, and the world is going to hear the gospel. They're going to hear the gospel of the kingdom. From who? The Jews. So, devil, you just want to fold up like an envelope because God is going to manifest his power in the 144,000. These 144,000, God has already got them picked out. Don't tell me, now, Some people want to say there's a group that said 144,000 is Jehovah's Witness." that's a wondering lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell, because God already got the Jewish nation preparing them to preach the gospel for 1,260 days. The church will not be here. The church will be in heaven. The church will be at the judgment seat of Christ while here on earth, the seven-year tribulation will be going on. After the first three and one-half years, judgment will fall, begin to fall upon the earth. There's going to be many things that are going to transpire during the first three and one-half years. And one of those things that's going to transpire, there's going to be Antichrist going to come, and then there's going to be a war. Listen to what I'm saying. There's going to be a war in the 38th and 39th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, there's going to be a war called Gog and Magog, Meshech and Tubal. That's when Russia, that's when Russia comes down upon Israel and make an attack to eliminate Israel and take their possessions and take their oil, take their planes, take everything they got. This World War Three. This is the second horse in the Book of Revelation, the red horse. The red horse represents war, bloodshed. It's gonna be a horrific war between Russia and Israel. But let me tell you, who's gonna win? God's gonna win because God said, "I will defend my people." You, if He said, "If you touch the Jew, you touch the apple of mine eye," and so Israel is gonna be an attack by Russia, but Russia gonna be defeated. By God Almighty, and that's the red horse. The black horse represents famine, because any time there's a war breaking out, any there's a global war, a nation fight against nation, the food shortage begin to show up, and there's going to be a famine all across the world. There ain't going to be food to eat. People gonna be stealing, killing, murder to get a breakfast. They're gonna be killing to get a supper because food is gonna be scarce. And they tell me they're gonna weigh it out on the balance. And when they weigh it out on the balance, it's gonna to come to a point that a loaf of bread will cost you eighty dollars. A loaf of bread will cost you eighty dollars. Eighty dollars for one loaf of bread. It's coming. It's coming. It's gonna come. During the time of the tribulation period, after there's going to be famines in the land, there's going to be starvation. Diseases will crop up because when you don't have food, and sanitation, and water, and all kind of medical uses, they tell me diseases break out. And when diseases break out, I see the pale, sick-looking horse. And this second, second, fourth house horse this is a pale horse. This pale horse represents pestilence that pestilence are spreading across the world today. Pestilence, what are pestilence? Diseases. What you mean, preacher? What you mean diseases? I'm talking about an outbreak of all kinds of diseases going to break out on this planet. And it's going to break out because of the sins of man, the rebellion of man, the foolishness of man, denying that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God is going to cause A all-out pandemic, a pandemic of what? Diseases that's going to strike the earth. When it strikes the earth, there ain't going to be no medical medicine, no vaccine that can cure these diseases. These diseases will be astronomical, out of sight. Nobody will be able to conquer these and get rid of them because it's time for judgment. His judgment will come because the world has rejected the what? The crucifixion, the burial, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They reject the blood of Jesus Christ. And so now the world is going to have to pay for their own sins. In the first part of the tribulation, the 144,000, they will bring in a worldwide revival. This revival will be so gigantic that the, Elders said, one of the elders said in the book of Revelation, who are these and where did they come from? And the elders said, these are they that came through great trial and tribulation. These are all the tribulation saints. These are the people that got saved after the rapture. These are the people that gave their heart to Jesus Christ during the tribulation period, and it's going to be a number no man can number. As many as the sands of the sea, and they're going to be singing a new song, a song that the angels can't sing, and I believe the angels can't sing this song because they can't say, I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb because angels cannot be washed in the blood of the Lamb because they're already holy angels. The only one that can be washed in the blood of the Lamb is those that was was born in the fallen human race. And the whole human race has failed from God. And now the Lord said, I can bring you back through the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm going to be able to sing, I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've been changed. Yes, I have. I've been sanctified. Yes, I have. I've been justified. Yes, I have. And you say, how do you get it? How do you work with it? I've been justified by faith, and I've been sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Now I'm a child of God. Yeah, my soul, my soul sinless. My soul is spotless. My soul is saved forever. But yet and still, I still got a member to deal with. I got the carnal nature to deal with. And that carnal nature is not in control of my life because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because I overcome, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I overcome sin by the blood of the Lamb. That's how you can overcome. The first two and one half years it's going to be judgmental. It's going to be horrific. But the second part of the last three and one half years, it's going to be a part of hell on earth. It's going to be a part of hell on earth because Satan is getting ready to invade this planet. Every demon that's a prince power is getting ready to invade this planet. All oh, this UFOs, all of these, uh, all these deities that you see, all that you heard about aliens and uh, 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 beings coming in saucers, all this is reality. These are wicked angels. These angels are on his way down here. These angels are gonna take possession of this earth. These angels are headed for the judgment. These angels are gonna have power the power to overcome them that don't have the blood of Jesus Christ during the last part of the tribulation. In this Bible, it tells me, it tells me, in the last part of the tribulation, the last three and one half years, the angels come out of heaven and they begin to pour out the last vows upon the earth. The last vows upon the earth is found. in the 16th chapter of Revelation. These last vows, and I'm going to read at least three of them. But I want to read, amen, one that's in the making right now. If I can get that far. The first vow, I'm going to read the first first four. It says, And I heard a great voice in the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your way and pour out the vows, vows, vows of wrath, wrath, this God, wrath, upon the earth. And the first angels went and poured out his veil upon the earth. And there fell a noisy and grievous sword upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped the enemy. Uh, there's going to be a mark instituted during the second part of the tribulation period. And all those that receive this mark in their forehead or in their right hand, boils will fall upon their face. Boils will fall all over their body. Why? Because they have been cursed by rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. They believe that this man of sin is Antichrist. It was sitting in the temple. They believed that he is Jesus Christ, and they have rejected the true Christ. They have rejected the nail prints. They have rejected the pierced side. They have rejected the nail prints in his hand and in his feet. They have rejected the whole crown of thorns up on his head. They have rejected the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They have rejected him going to heaven and coming back. They totally rejected, and so they received the mark of the beast. And when they received the mark of the beast, the vow would be poured out on them, sores up on them. Doors. Number two, the second angel poured out a veil upon the sea, and it became as blood as of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. This is the second veil. The water, the Mediterranean Sea will turn into blood. Blood! Man will have nothing to drink because this veil that's going to be poured out on earth in the second part of the tribulation will turn to literally blood. Blood will be filled in the Mediterranean Sea. So they won't have nothing to drink. The third angel poured out his veil, veil and the rivers and fountains of water and they became blood. Woo! That's the third. And I heard the angel of the water saved. Righteous, O Lord, which are and was and shall be, because you have judged thus. For they have shed blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Hey! The false church, the Antichrist, persecuted the saints during the second part of the tribulation period. They shed blood they kill, they kill them, they guillotine them, they hung them, they burn them, they boiled them, they kill every try to kill every saint up on earth. And God says, since you have shed blood, I'm gonna give you blood to drink. You're gonna drink blood. And if you drink blood, there's no way you can live. There's no way you can have the victory. There's only one blood that can save you from sin, and you have to receive that by faith. Ooh, Listen! And another angel came out for the altar say, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgment. The fourth angel poured out his vow. And power was given him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat. And the blaspheme the name of God which has power over these play. This is climate control climate control there won't be no control during what during the latter part of the tribulation period the sun will heat up and it will scorch men's back it will burn them literally burn this is a this is real now this ain't no play this is no child i'm not telling you no faith i'm not looking at no crystal ball i'm not i'm not going to madam walker because if you go to madam walker madam walker walk all over you I'm talking what the Bible says is going to happen. This sun that we looking at every day, come up every day, it's going to heat up and it's going to scorch men back. And God is trying to tell them you will repent, and they won't repent. It will bake them. It will cook them because they what? Won't repent. They won't turn from sin. They won't turn from rotten, low-down, cutthroat sin, and let Jesus Christ save their soul. They refuse it. And so that they're going to be cooked and burned up. Just like the water came up on the day of the flood, amen, fire is going to come upon the earth. And any man that has received the mark of the beast will burn, they have boiled, and they won't have nothing to drink. They're going to, they're going to perish in the wrath of God. And the fifth angel is out of vow and the seat of the great beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. And blaspheming God of heaven, because of their pain and sores, and repented not of their deeds. Man will go under the ultimate judgment of God, They still will not repent of their sins. They will not turn from their sins, and by them not turning from their sins, they will perish and be cast out into the lake of fire. They will be tormented forever and ever. And that goes for every human being that reject Christ. They reject Christ. They blaspheme Christ. They lied on Christ. They tried to eliminate Christ. These people will suffer forevermore in the lake of fire where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. The six angels poured out a veil upon the great river Euphrates, and the water there was dried up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on? What's going on over there in the Euphrates River? The Euphrates River now is drying up. It's almost dried up. It'll take another, another eight or nine months. There won't be no water in the Euphrates River for a boat to float up and down on. And they tell me that the Euphrates River was one of the mightiest rivers in the Middle East. But now it's become like a little stream and they can hardly make a living. They can hardly float a boat. Why? They It's going to dry up. And it's drying up now. This is a great sign that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Listen to what's going to happen in the river. Angel poured out a vow. Well, up on the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east be prepared. Be prepared for what? It refers to the preparation for the coming battle of Armageddon. The drying up the Euphrates River is for preparing for the battle of Armageddon. Actually, says in Greek, the king of the the sun rises. This will no doubt include the armies of China and Japan, plus others will join the Antichrist in the coming battle of Armageddon. Don't you know, Red China, right now, the a balloon over here, and spying on the United States. They're preparing to do a thing when that you face the river dry up to a point. The kings of the East, Japan, Korea, all those uh, Orient nations are preparing across the Euphrates River. And don't you know there are four angels, there are four angels in the Euphrates River that has to be set loose. And when they're set loose, they will come up and muster up an army, 200 million men, and they're going to slay one-third of mankind. Let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you something, uh, church guard. Let me tell you something, choir directors. Let me tell you something, preachers and deacons and sisters and brothers. This time is late. The church age is almost over. It's almost over. It's almost done. It's not going to go back where it used to be. It's going to come up that the Lord God Almighty And Jesus Christ is going to blow the trumpets. And when he blows the trumpets, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise. And we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The church is getting ready to leave here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to be changed in a moment of a clinking of an eye? Are you ready for this mortal body to be changed into immortality? And then you can say, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, great, where is your victory? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Euphrates is almost down. The Mississippi is down. The Colorado River is down. The nations of the world and all of the rivers are down. The water is being dissipated. The water is leaving. The water, whoo, is getting scariest because during the time of judgment, there ain't going to be no water to drink. No water to drink. No water to drink. Men are going to drink blood of men. Men are going to drink blood because they have shed blood. And by this blood, it's going to eliminate them because you can't live off of human blood. Ooh, get ready, church. Get ready. Time is almost up. Brother Bazaar ain't got too, too many more days to be coming on the air. On Sunday evening, too many, not too many more days. Don't you know January is gone and February's already in here? Don't you know Bible prophecy is being fulfilled every minute, every second, every hour, every day? And don't you know we're getting closer and closer to what? We're getting closer and closer to the rapture time. Rapture time. There is a rapture. There was a rapture in Enoch. There was a rapture with Elijah. There was a rapture with Isaiah. There was a rapture with Elijah. There was a rapture with Ezekiel, caught by the locks of the hair, and God raptured him up to go over the valley of the dry bones. And these dry bones was Israel. And he said these, these bones are going to reunite meaning that Israel will reunite before I come back. When I come back, they're going to be in the land. They're going to be waiting for me, but they're going to be waiting for the wrong Christ because the false Christ is coming first, and then after the false Christ is get through with his plan, then Jesus Christ is going to come because the Bible says, I owe, I owe Israel seven years. I owe Israel seven years that I was going to deal with them because I only dealt with them 483 years. And I promised the children of Israel. I promised Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, Isaiah. I promised Hosea that I would dwell and deal with the Jews for 490 years. Well, the 490 years has never been fulfilled. Only 483 years was fulfilled, and he was cut off at the cross. And when he was cut off at the cross, he said, in the latter day, I'm going to engraft the Jews back into the vine. And when I engraft after into the vine, I'm getting ready to come back. And when I come back, uh-huh, they can't come back until I rapture the church. And after the rapture of the church, I'm going to get Israel. I'm going to get Israel. Seven years to preach the gospel. I'm going to give Moses and Elijah the last three and three and a half years. And I'm going to give you 144,000 Jews, 12,000 from each tribe to preach the first three and one-and-a-half years. When they get through, in the middle of the three and, one and a half years, I'm going to send Moses and Elijah. Moses was the one, amen, that brought plagues on Egypt. And Moses is going to come back and bring plagues up on the world. And he said another one was called Elijah. Elijah did not finish his ministry. Moses did not finish his ministry. Moses did not go into the land floor with milk and honey. And Elijah didn't finish up on Jezebel. The, the Elijah got so scared that he said, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to die. And so the Lord said, all right, I'm going to take you on home. But you've got a work to do at the end time. you got three more, three and one half years to preach to gospel. Moses, you didn't finish your ministry because he smoked the rock two times and you called my people rebuild. So I won't let you see the land flowing with milk and honey, but I'm going to bring you back. Good God Almighty. I'm going to bring you back to the land of Israel, and you're going to stand on the Temple Mount where the temple is, and you're going to stand there, and you're going to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. You're going to tell the world that Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's going to bring. He's going to bring blessings, and he's going to bring curses. Where are you at? Where are you at? What are you looking for in these last days? Or oh, you're looking for fame and glory? You're looking for money and a good time? You're looking for recreation? Guess what? You ain't going to find nothing. The only thing you want to find and it's worthwhile is you let Jesus Christ come into your life. Let him come on in. He loves you. He loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The seven claves, the seven vows seven bales is yet to be fulfilled. And I think it's the what? It's the sixth seal in which the Euphrates are getting ready to dry up. When you see the Euphrates River drying up, that's telling you time is not long. And archaeologists, Archaeologists say that they have found a place that was under the Euphrates River. They have found an opening inside these caverns down in below the Euphrates River that they said they have heard voices and people knocking. Wicked angels want to be set loose. They want to be set loose so they can go and deceive the world and bring disaster to the world. These angels, these are the four angels that's in the Euphrates River. And the river is going to dry up. When it dry up, these angels are going to be set loose, destroyers, and they're going to roam the earth. There's another group of angels in the bottomless pit in the ninth chapter of Revelation. They're going to open a bottomless pit. Satan going to open a bottomless pit and out of this pit will come scorpions that they were sting in, that they'll want to die and can't die.